Hello, this is Andy Cates, Senior Economist at Haver Analytics, and welcome to this latest edition of our weekly podcast. So there's been little to dislodge the growing conviction in financial markets about soft landing scenarios over the past few days, as data calendars have been thin and policy bakers have been relatively quiet. Investors have therefore taken their cue from the data flow that's been released over the past month, suggesting that inflationary pressures are cooling and that further interest rate hikes could now be unnecessary. We've used this opportunity, therefore, in our charts of the week publication to focus on some longer term issues that could potentially generate heightened economic and financial instability in the period ahead. We note, for instance, that uncertainty about the economic outlook seems to have been much higher over the past 10 years compared with the norms in prior decades. And there are myriad reasons for that, including trends toward geopolitical instability, income inequality and higher levels of indebtedness. But in some of our charts, we home in too on the role of new communications technologies, on demographic change and on climate change and the energy transition as well. And it's arguably the interlinkages between these factors that are of most note. Rapid technological change, for example, has fueled a globalisation of labour product and financial markets over recent decades. But in combination with demographic change in Asia, it's fueled carbon emissions and arguably therefore contributed to climate change as well. And on the demographic front, the likely ascent of India and Africa in the global demographic league table in the years ahead, with all that would mean for their economic development, could further hamper efforts to slow the pace of carbon emissions and thus climate change um, in the period ahead as well. Turning now, though, to more immediate issues and the busy week ahead of us on the global data calendar. The US, for instance, sees some Q3 GDP revisions next Wednesday and the November ISM report a week on Friday. The key focus, though, will probably be October's PCE data that are due next Thursday, and which are expected to reveal further evidence that US inflation is cooling. Over in Europe, the focus will also be on inflation next week with a number of country-specific readings due ahead of the Euro Area Flash CPI report for November next Thursday. And again, further signs of inflation moderation are, forgive the pun, in the price. Note that the data calendar also includes the European Commission's monthly business and consumer confidence survey and where, again, the inflation details buried in the details of that report will be closely monitored. As for Asia, on the data side, India will report its latest Q3 GDP reading next week, with the consensus of economists expecting growth to have slowed to around a 7% year-on-year pace. That follows 7.8% in the second quarter. There are also a number of PMI readings due from the region, including from China next Thursday. On the monetary policy front, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, the Bank of Thailand uh, and the Bank of Korea are all due to make policy decisions as well. All three central banks, for the record, are expected to hold their rates steady. As for what this all might mean for financial markets, there's another chart in our publication this week that underscores the still tight relationship between risk assets and economic data surprises, firmer than expected economic growth data, and weaker than expected inflation data tend on the whole to be greeted positively by equity investors, for example. 
And that's arguably not too surprising in as much as that combination would be more consistent with a soft landing narrative. If you have any questions about the content of this podcast or any other issues concerning our service, please contact your account manager. Otherwise, that's all from me today. Have a great week ahead.